Welcome to the Vinny Rock Podcast. Podcast. I took the blows and did it my way. It's time. The Vinny Rock Podcast. Hey, what's up? It's the Vinny Rock Podcast. I feel like I can't hear myself. Mike, do I sound good? I sound great, I assume. You, you right. do sound, you sound fabulous. You, you are the epitome of a podcast host. I, see, I love waking up to Mike in the morning. <laughs> Corp Medical Group is uh, my first sponsor. You guys know it's a testosterone replacement therapy company. Uh, they can replace a lot of different hormones that you need. You guys should check them out. You can hit them up or you can go directly to me and I'll give you a phone number. They are a telemedicine company who will ship it directly to your house in discreet packaging. I mean, I love that. You got to love that. And uh, also, they help with male performance medications. Uh, is it performance? I don't know. I guess you'd be good at it if you have a boner. I'm not sure what that's called. but You could to- call it performance and enhancement. And enhancement. Ah, yes. I love it. So if you guys have any kind of issues in the male space and you have questions, they are the place to go to. I recommend anyone over 25 go get their blood work done and just check what their hormones look like. It's very important to know that there has been a study. I did the study of 40 veterans, 39 of them had low T. Pretty interesting, but there's something due to the fact of stress and combat and everything else going on in the world. Something about the cheeseburgers, I think. Uh, it is ruining our testosterone levels. So check that out if you guys are struggling with depression, struggling with uh, not feeling yourself, uh, lack of motivation. All these things uh, can be because of the lack of testosterone in your system. So you guys go check them out, Core Medical Group. Live Bearded. I use Live Bearded beard oils. I love it. Um, look at me. Good God, I'm perfect. Um, never mind that. Go to beard. Go to livebearded.com to get yourself some beard oils. My guest here, Jeremiah, looks like he's got. She. That's like Jesus's beard. It's freaking perfect. That thing is beautiful. Uh, use promo code Rocco to get yourself ten percent off. Hit him up. Let him know I sent you. WillyPeachChocolates.com. Get yourself some chocolates from a veteran who makes it out of his own house. He also adds different Scoville units to it, meaning different chili peppers from habaneros to jalapenos to even uh, the Reaper pepper in some of his chocolates. It's incredible. He's fucking brilliant. You guys check it out. That's Willie Peach Chocolates. Go check out Deadeye Outfitters uh, out there, outdoor apparel. Uh, they have it's kind of the hunting man scene, right? Go check them out. But the other thing they have is some incredible fucking socks. They're always doing things for charity, for giving away for veterans and non-veterans and law enforcement and everything else. Go check out Deadeye Outfitters. And recently they came out with a new uh, line of flannels. They are wrinkle-free. They are incredibly made. High quality. Check them out. I wear them now. Uh, you guys go check out Deadeye Outfitters. Bullion Box at bullionboxsubscriptions.com. Get your precious metal, silver and gold, delivered directly to your house. Uh, Right now is one of those weird times that collecting silver and gold is not a bad investment, okay? All this stuff with Bitcoin and crazy money and all this nonsense, the one thing that has stayed constant and true is your precious metals. Go check out bullionboxsubscriptions.com. Barry Law is a law firm. That focuses on getting veterans the the VA disabilities that they deserve, the VA ratings. This is a veteran-owned, veteran-operated establishment. Barry Law 
is there for you. You need to advocate in the space to get your VA benefits where you want them to be or where you believe they deserve to be. Let them fight for you. Go to PTSDlawyers.com and learn more. Oh, here we go. Well, I'm going to save Manscaped for last because I don't want to mess that up. <laughs> go to Betterin.com. We're doing a giveaway for, for, for a car, a truck right now. It's an F-150. Uh, you guys go right now, purchase anything. Every $5 spent at the store goes towards an entry to win an F-150. Last time we did this, a gentleman bought two T-shirts and won two motorcycles in $20,000 cash. It's legit, man. I was surprised myself. Uh, but you guys go check out Betterin.com. You got Modern Gun School is www.mgs.edu. That is a gun school that you can go to at the, at the comfort of your own home. It is distance learning. You can use your voc rehab or your GI Bill for that. That is mgs.edu or go to on Instagram, Modern Gun School. Last but not least, Manscaped. Look at this, bro. Clean. Clean as a whistle. You can see my tattoos. Normally, I'll tell people it's like uh, it's like a, a shag carpet here on my chest. You know, my wife doesn't like it too much, but I use Manscaped, the home of the lawnmower 3.0, right? Also, the lawn trimmer. Mike sent me all kinds of. There's crazy things. You want some uh, foot duster? I know I need that. You want some crop mop? That's ball wipe. That's for the for the genitalia area. <laughs> you guys, I love what Manscaped is doing right now. They're doing all this cool stuff for you, the man, and his uh, nether regions. Go check them out. Use promo code Rocco. Get yourself 20% off of free shipping. <sighs> Jeremiah, how you doing, brother? Good, brother. How you doing? Good, 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 dude. Well, Jeremiah, those of you listening, is part of I, – I reached out on social media and mentioned that I wanted to give people opportunities to, to state their claim, to, to preach their peace. Um, you know, I was given an opportunity years ago to establish myself in, in the field and um, you know, my life has changed dramatically. And so I want to do the same uh, for others. And it's been a while. I'm sorry. It's taken so long. Uh, my schedule got a little crazy, Jeremiah, but you know, now we're here and uh, please introduce yourself to the listeners. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, so my name is Jeremiah Wilber. Um, I'm a retired Green Beret. It's been uh, almost exactly a year. The 31st of January, 2020 was uh, my last day in the Army. <clears throat> I spent uh, about eight years in the Army um, as an MP. And then um, after that, I went to selection and I spent uh, my last uh, like 12 years, kind of half of that in 3rd Special Forces Group and then half of that in 10th Special Forces. Um, That's that was, dope. Yeah, thank you. And uh, really, the, you know, blessed for this opportunity, um, you know, post-retirement, I'm just trying to, I'm in such a great headspace and all the things I've done in my career, um, I just want to share that. And I think that, you know, special operations guys, we're, we're always like the tip of the spear, what we do in combat and uh, outside, you know, and I think that by us setting a good example and, and talking about, you know, openly talking about mental health and other veteran issues, that I think that we lead the way in that and that other, other guys who might not be, um, I don't want to say that their career wasn't as, as much as ours, but I think a lot of times they look up to us. So I think it's important for us to continue that and to continue to try to show guys the way and help as many guys as we can. Yeah. <clears throat> um, there's, there's so many things right now that are interesting in, in your, in your, I guess, in your career, there's not a lot of guys that go from regular army to special forces the way you did. I guarantee there's probably uh, under 1% of MPs who has ever gone into special forces. Am I correct? 
Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of funny, you know, just running around and talking to guys about their careers, you know, when I was on the teams and it was like just random dudes used to be an MP, you know, and they're never, they'll never, they never say they were, you yeah. know, cause it's like one of those like infantry, like MPs, always, always yeah. button heads type of deal. Um, for me, it was, it was opposite where it was like, I think, um, I came in the army in 2000. Um, so shortly after that, I mean, you know, a year later, September 11th happened. Um, I was deployed and I was always kind of in the realm where I was around, um, you know, infantry guys or other special operations guys. I, I did a stint doing some PSD for JSOC and whatnot. So, um, I was, you know, I was proud of my, my MP career and, uh, you know, my deployments to Iraq as an MP squad leader, you know, I was, um, I had like infantry guys that were there on the, on the yeah. compound with me and we patrolled together and stuff. So yeah, I had a really don't good realize experience. That. Most people didn't yeah. realize that. And, and I learned a lot. I had Sean Ambers on the podcast and Sean Ambers is an MP that kind of t- had the same, very similar experience as you were like mm-hmm. his combat experience was combat <clears throat> experience. It wasn't law enforcement experience. It was right. patrolling. It was, it was yeah. actively doing missions. At one point he there, he's handed a sniper rifle to just pull security. And it's just like, you know, life completely is, is the MOS doesn't uh, fall into the norm anymore when you go overseas. And, and I remember hearing that early on, like MPs ain't doing MP shit overseas. And I was like, Oh yeah. shit, that's kind of crazy. MP is something that I've always been interested. In. I've always been the, a guy that wanted to do law enforcement. So I saw it, but then as a young private who, who was drinking and, and, and starting bar fights, I fucking hated the MPs. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, I think it's crazy. Cause like I, I was that way, you know, I, I was a drill sergeant and, um, we had OSIT, so, you know, the kids come from civilians, and when they graduate, they're an MP, and, you know, during AIT, we're teaching blocks of instruction on, you know, patrol, patrol, you know, like, law enforcement work, and I had privates asking me questions, and I'm like, private, I've I've been in a patrol car, like, six hours my entire life, like, you know, like, I have no clue, so it, it was very funny to see, you know, you have kind of uh, a very low percentage of MPs um that were actually you know could teach patrolling that new law enforcement stuff majority of guys especially since you know when iraq kicked off i mean we were just um patrolling and and the way our vehicles and weapons are set up it was kind of ideal to be alongside and support especially the light infantry guys that were walking or didn't have as much um you know armor to roll with them so so i mean uh, uh, I think that was that was pretty common, and, and it may be changing nowadays. You know, the war's kind of dying down. Guys yeah. might be getting more law enforcement. Yeah, but. yeah. There's <laughs> probably guys that are never going to go overseas ever again until something else kicks off, and so those guys will be. It's like before when I got into Ranger Battalion. I got into Ranger Battalion somewhere around 2004. It's I got in the Army in 2003. By the time I got to Ranger Battalion, it was 2004. Um, there was there was guys. Everyone been in combat by then, and no one gave a fuck about marching in DNC. I didn't. Yeah. I, I learned marching in DNC in drill sergeant school. Yeah. They were like, they were like, you know, cadences. I said, yeah. I, I said, no. if you're if you're saying a fucking cadence, you're running too fucking slow, and we don't sing cadences anywhere else yeah. because we're we're fucking training for combat. So I don't know what the fuck you want me to do, right? And so I almost yeah, got yeah. in trouble because I had to learn all that basic DNC and military shit in in drill sergeant school. So I didn't know you were yeah. a drill sergeant. That's pretty dope. Uh, um, and so where are you at now? What is the big mission for you? You're in a good headspace, and, and what would that be? It's funny. I know this. I know the story, so I want my listeners to hear this. Go for it. Yeah. So, um, so when I retired, uh, when I hit terminal leave, I started using uh, CBD and um, kind of weaning myself on all the medications that I had that I had been on, you know, prescribed um, from the from the VA or from from just the 
from, a, I would say, uh, not just the VA. I mean, this is when I was active duty, you know, yeah. our, our battalion doctors, our, our uh, you know, group surgeons and stuff, the meds that they put you on and going to see other specialists. And, and it definitely ramped up even more as I was going through the retirement process. Um, in special forces, we're pretty blessed. It, a lot of times they'll try to get your replacement if you're in a certain, you know, team sergeant or sergeant major position or whatever, about a year out. So you can have a full year to go through the retirement process. Nice. Um, it really helps because our op tempo is so high. A lot of times you're, especially when you're in a leadership position, you know, you're not taking care of yourself. So to give senior leaders, um, especially, you know, a, a position to be able to take a full year to, to retire. So just going through that process, seeing all these specialists, whether it's for like brain trauma, frostbite issues, stomach issues, just the medical issues that I've had, um, got prescribed all this medication. So I was like, you know, um, long, long story long, it's like my mother had rheumatoid arthritis when she was in her mid-30s. And <clears throat> taking all this medication, you know, fast forward, you know, to her early 60s, she, she passes away. And before she passed away, she had, you know, almost every autoimmune disorder you can think of from lupus, Guillain Berry, all these yeah. issues. <clears throat> and I, I really think, you know, it came from the medication she took. So when you hear these Humira commercials or these, these medical advertisements for this, they always talk about infections. And, and what they really mean is autoimmune disorders, you know, your, your body not being able to fight off infections. So looking at that, I was like, I got to do something with, with these pills. Um, I met a, I met a buddy of mine now, um, great guy. He actually owns Uncana, um, former Ranger Battalion uh, guy. Uh, and he basically got it sounds familiar it sounds familiar so he he you know started the company basically because of his own military experience with medications uh introduced me to it and i was just you know sold from there and within about i would say um about three months i'm completely off medications um i'm using um cbd uh, for sleep you know anxiety just whatever issues um, and then I use, I use marijuana like a, uh, like a supplement, I would say. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like every night, you know, I'll recreationally do things, you know. Yeah. But do, it, you smoke, most, do you smoke it or do you use it in, in vape form or, or. I, I like the edibles. I really like the body high. That's what helps with pain management the most for me. Helps me with sleep the most. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'm one of those guys. It's like, you know, once the kids go to bed, you know, I eat edible or I smoke a little flour or whatever. Um. And then that's, that's helped me out tremendously. I'm, I'm going to connect you with some guys. There's, there's a huge movement in the veteran space right now in cannabis and, and getting cannabis prescribed as a, as, as a medical, uh, I guess, answer for post-traumatic stress, TBI, and sleep issues. I mean, everything. Yeah. At, there's, yeah. A, there's a big movement for it. Um, I'm sober. I'm, I'm, I'm 100% sober, but I still support these guys because I believe in anything better than alcohol. Right. Like I, oh, sure. we grew up in a culture where the tough guys drink and, and yeah. you go to war, you drink. And I mean, I, I'm so mad at myself for falling into that culture myself and raising young soldiers like, oh, we go to war, come back, let's get fucking drunk. Right. Like I, yeah, I played into exactly. it, dude. I raised my yeah. dudes and I'm like, have a beer. You're 18. Yeah, but you're old enough to go to war. Let's drink. You know what I mean? This stupid yeah. fucking thing that I didn't realize the repercussions of it that it consumed my life for so many years and it became. Uh, the crutch that I, I, I held on to, man. I, I drank for yeah. the anniversary dates of friends' deaths. I drank for their birthday. I drank for Memorial Day, Veterans Day. I drank for, you know, and these weren't just <laughs> days of drinking. These were days of drinking till I fucking get fucked up. Yeah. And, and it's this thing that 
if 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 it, that you chose something different like cannabis or 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 CBD, there's there's better answers. It seems and and it's healthier for your body. Yeah, and I I think that's one thing that that like I noticed just with the CBD when you talk about the health, healthiness for your body, like what it does for you. Yeah. Um, I was I was sleeping five to six nights on the floor every night for the last you know probably my last three years in the army, um, and just I mean now I'm fine. I had I might have a couple nights a month where I'm I'm a little off, you know, don't get a good night's sleep, but and the recovery, you know, as an athlete and what it does for you, yeah. um, compared to like that drinking culture we've just been a part of, you know, just like, and I, and I also think like a lot of civilians and even you know veterans, they don't understand how normal it was for us to party till three in the morning, pass out drunk, wake up at five thirty, brush your teeth, and go run ten miles. Like that's the norm. That's what we did. And when you just look at what that does to your body. Um, you know, you look at dudes and it's like, I'm 40 years old, man. And I did that for, you know, probably 17, 18 years of my life, you know, um, that yeah. was like every weekend, unless you were deployed, you know, and, uh, Crazy it, time, man. yeah, man, that's, I think it's just so normalized, you know, and then you mix the pills and you mix all, all yeah. that together. And I had a friend, uh, I had a friend who got injured on a jump. And this is on the lines of the same thing. Uh, he got injured on a jump and he had a, a pretty severe uh, TBI. And so he wasn't able to deploy until you can get, I mean, he had to get all these authorizations and, and CAT scans mm-hmm. and it just was taking too long. So he got held in the rear and he became the NCO of the rear. But um, I got back from ranger school injured, so I couldn't go on the next deployment. And so I'm sitting there with him and he's the E5, I'm the E4, but I'm, I'm getting promoted soon. So we're kind of like the in charge of this whole fucking battalion uh, for, for Alpha Company. And um, we'd have these meetings in his office and he had a desk like this and we'd come in and he'd be like, you know, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on with this dude? Right. Like I've seen the, I grew up in LA, bro. Everyone does Coke in LA. So I was like, I was like, what is this? Is this guy doing drugs? And I'm like, Hey bro, what are you doing? He goes, Oh no, man, it's my pain pills for my head. It just, it it hits better that way. And uh, me being naive, right. And naive and also an E4, not, you know, looking at an E5 and being, and, and and also traumatizing Ranger Town for ever stalk, talking out of line to an NCO, right? Yeah. I, I was like, okay, well, maybe that's right. Yeah, maybe maybe that, that's just the way it is, right? Maybe it hits better that way, dude. It was the craziest process to watch. Uh, you know, that from that moment I started picking up on it. And he started getting more medication from other doctors and seeing other doctors, and all of a sudden he's shipping shit to my house, bro. Because he goes, oh, man, I just need to ship it to your house. Is that cool? I'm like, yeah, dude. And I'm bringing him now these bags of these medications that the VA is giving him and other outside doctors because he's still trying to figure out this head that he can't get the pain away. Bro, I missed it, right? I missed it. And I, and, and the story goes on, uh, and, and it's a, it's a hard, hard to tell story. But in the end of the day, he ended up ODing about uh, six years later. You know, And this is all due to the fact that the way the, the active duty – military and not the range of battalion, right? This is just the, you know, this was in, in Fort Lewis, there was a Madigan uh, hospital. They were trying to help this kid and he's now becoming addicted. They don't know that. Now he's going to like outside doctors. Now he has four mm-hmm. fucking doctors and this is before they tracked all this shit. Right. And so they, they just fed into his addiction and it got worse and worse. And I wish there was, you know, I wish he took the route of marijuana instead. Right. Because I think, yeah it could have dramatically changed his life. Yeah, absolutely. That's crazy. I mean, it, it, it is like, 
especially from what I've seen with pain management with guys. Um, one of my good buddies, we were just talking about it yesterday, and it was like, you look at guys like us with our careers, a lot of times, especially in special operations, we always just suck it up and we're told to just like, you, just, you don't show weakness, you know, period. So we always put off, you know, going to the doctor or going to do these things. So you have these dudes who just live miserable. And when they, when they finally like, okay, I have to go see the doctor so bad, or they get an injury where they get, you know, sent to the hospital, then they go down this rabbit hole of medications and it's super easy. And it's just a slippery slope of like how these chemicals are changing your brain. You add alcohol to it. Um, and, yeah. it and, and you look at like, whether that's suicide or just OD or just stories like that. And it's like, it makes sense because, you know, you have a guy who's like all the guys that recently I know who've committed suicide there, they were those dudes that no one, they were like, man, he's such a stud. He's such a badass dude. And you know, his wife, his family, like, and it's like, he's, he's not thinking rationally. He's got a broken brain and it's because of these issues. And yep. especially in special operations, we just, I think it's that, you know, that, that tough guy mentality. Like we don't want to show pain. You're in charge of dudes. You know, you're a squad in Ranger Battalion, you're a team sergeant or a team sergeant special forces, like all these things that compile on each other. So it's very hard to like, did you, you know, know Andy? No, I didn't. I, I have um, some friends that are, were on his team, uh, very good buddies with him. So I, I knew Andy pretty well. And, and yeah. Uh, yeah. So when you talk about that, it really, that's kind of the picture in my head was, it was Andy, a dude who, it's a fucking stud, a dude who had yeah. 12 plus deployments, right? A dude who, yeah, yeah. who when you see him and hang out with hero, him, man. Yeah, yeah. When you, yeah, when you see him and, and hang out with him, he, he's got everything figured out, you know, and, and, um, you know, Jesus, that's the crazy thing about our community is and, and what it's not just our community, like, you know, this a special operation is kind of like, okay, if, if they're held up here, this shit trickles down, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we're such a small community. We see it. We, we, we're probably more intimate with that because it's, we're, we're to, there's not very many of the special operations mm-hmm. community. And so we feel that. But if, as this trickles down, this is happening into the regular army and all into throughout the military. And, and mm-hmm. the suicide thing comes from the culture of what uh, the military itself has instilled, right? It's, it's a problem from the root. Like when I talk about veteran and how I want to help change the, uh, the culture of the veteran community, it's like part of me wants to change the active duty because that's where it starts, right? Active mm-hmm. duty is the first issue, fi- fixing the whole process of how they introduce medications and, and how they, they do all that is the first killer of veterans that when they get out, they're already addicted. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so it's this crazy thing is like, how do we change that? It's going to be a fucking challenge to get in there and get, get – imagine getting a unit to tell them like, hey, you shouldn't get your guys on medications. They're going to be like, fuck off. We got to go to war. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got an SRP. Yeah, shut up. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, I hurt my yeah. ankle on the jump, but we have to walk 12 miles here. Take some total on your ankle, right? Take yeah, some exactly. and, and go. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. and, and I think it's like in the special operations community, it's even easier because it's just like you go to your range of time, you go to your whiskey one, you're 18, you go to your 18 Delta, you're like, hey, doc, I can't sleep. And he's like, what's wrong? I'm like, oh, they like, here's some total. Here's this, here's that. And it's just like, it's so it's so easy like i mean it, it's literally like you never go to sick call you got like strep throat and you're like hey I, give me a z-pack you yeah. do this. like you don't you don't it's just so accessible to just be like you know here i need this and they're like yep shoot them with some like you said when i was ankle. yeah 
when I went to the VA, they were like, you have any medical records? Like, no, dude, I just went to my doc and he fucking fixed it. (laughs) Like there was nothing. There's a very few times I actually showed up or else you'd be called the bitch. You'd be called the fucking sick call ranger. You'd be called. (laughs) So you're like, no, bro, my nose is broken. Don't worry about that bad boy. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Well, dude, well, talk to me, man. What, what's your, what's your call to action, man? What do you, what would you like for the listeners to, to, to know and, and promote and push because, you know, I want to, I want to support that, man. Awesome. So um, I would say I kind of got two things that I really like to talk about. And one of those is um, kind of along with the lines of medication. um, And I think it's kind of a societal thing where in America, we want the 7-Eleven model. You know, we want everything right now. We want an easy fix. You know, like I want abs, so I'm going to take a pill. And I'm going to stop you for. I'm going to stop you one second because I want you to get into that, and I don't want to interrupt you again. But we are obligated to do a a sponsorship real quick in the middle of this oh, podcast. No we'll do that no real worries. quick, and then we'll get into it. Yeah. All right, y'all, listening. This is new for us too, man. But we're sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped is. I'm going to put it in my own words, and Mike's not going to like this, but Manscaped is the male fucking answer for all your problems down in the nether regions. You guys, go check out Manscaped. Um, They have all kinds of cool things from boxers and T-shirts, but they got Crop Reviver. It's a ball toner and refresher. They have refined cologne, signature Manscaped scent. Uh, if you guys are having trouble getting the ladies, I think their cologne should help. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. But I like the stuff they have. You got Crop Preserver, the anti-chafing ball deodorants. That's always important. Uh, those of you guys are going on long road marches probably want to get some of that. They got the Lawnmower 3.0. It's, it's a safe skin trimmer. It's the trimmer that will not clip your nuts right uh i i don't know if anyone's ever trimmed the areas down there sometimes it's very sensitive skin and uh you don't want to hurt yourself so you guys go check out everything they have they got razors they got they got everything you can think of for the manscaping uh so hit them up it's manscaped use promo code rocco get 20 percent off of free shipping get out you know of what? it's not just for dudes because no no woman or partner loves a rough ride you know come on you gotta keep it you gotta you gotta keep it clear down there a rough ride, please, Michael. This is a kids' show. Oh, right. Considering <laughs> what you just said, hey, and remember, the equipment's waterproof too. You can use it in the shower. Makes that's, it easier. That's why I do love that. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you for helping me stay on track. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> so, talk. Let's do it, man. Uh, what is it that we want to talk about? All right. So, um, going back into like i say it's kind of starting with society how i think americans and this is for me my experience you know in combat operations in multiple continents um americans like that 7-eleven model we want the answer right away so you know that's we go to this grocery store we want it to be there you know we want our produce year round we want we're, we're so like convenient um whereas a lot of the world you know they're on a hundred year war when we talk about our enemies um you know, you go to other countries, whether it's in Europe, you know, things are closed on Sunday, small town vibe. So I kind of take that <clears throat> and I look at like just the vet, the what, what veterans want or like the answer to, you know, something. So it's like a pill is not going to be your answer. You know, like taking CBD is not just going to be your answer. So what I try to explain to guys and what I like to share is it's, it takes a lot of things to make this one thing happen. So my headspace and how I feel about about life in general right now and what I'm going through um, isn't just me taking CBD, using pain management, marijuana, all these things. It's 
it's a it's this whole encompassing thing. So, you know, I have like um, solid network, positive environment. You know, so my wife, my support system, my family is amazing. Um, you know, outdoors, like I, my wife will literally tell me if I am not like go hunting or camping or I'm not doing some kind of trip, she's like, you need to go to the mountains for a couple of days. Go do something. That's dope. So I think my wife doesn't say like, that. Yeah. <laughs> she's like you need to cuddle longer you need to stay in bed and cuddle longer i'm like what (laughs) what Uh, she wants you to take care of the kids yeah well well, you're all manscaped now dude so it's like soft and you know it's it's a new experience now you got the lawnmower 2000 there you go the checks in the mail jeremy (laughs) yeah so so i just look at it like that and i think that a lot of times when when i do talk to other veterans or see what guys are doing all the guys i know or just see, you know, through social media or whatever that, that I don't want to say they're doing great. The appearance of doing great. Cause we do know that that can be, you know, uh, I don't want, I don't want to give that stigma, no, you're but, right. um, but at the same time, it's like, these guys are always chasing adventures. Um, you know, they're doing, you still have to do hard things. I'm a firm believer in that. It's like, you know, if you look at your military career, regardless of what your MOS was, you did hard shit. You know, like if you were a, a pack clerk like you still did road marches you did you went through basic training you, you did things that physically and mentally challenged you yep. and you have to continuously do that in when you're when you're out of the military so i, I agree not with that. one thing i'm just taking a note yeah. because i want to ju- i want to say something but please go ahead yeah so i look so that's my one thing i like to really share it's like um you need to find some hobby or hobbies that you really like that can help you know kind of t- uh, redirect focus or direction. And that could be like shooting a bow or, you know, playing chess. Like there's, it doesn't matter what it is. It can be very broad into the spectrum. Um, I like to do things that my kids are involved in because that like, for me, you know, I spent 20 years in the army. I have two older kids. I have a 21 year old and a 16 year old that I miss so much of their lives. And then I have a nine year old and a four year old where now I'm just like, I'm retired. I want to share. Now you're, now, now you're the best with. dad in the world, and and your older kids are like, "What the fuck? This guy sucks." I know. Bro, <laughs> look, you're, you're you're preaching to the choir, dog. I got yeah. an 18 year old that's watching me carry my one year old. Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh man, this dude is so cool." And she's like, "What yeah. the fuck?" What the fuck? Yeah. No, <laughs> I trust me. My my oldest daughter and my relationship isn't what I what I wish it was and what I want it to be. Um, you know, I'm very proud of her. She and I think she's she's proud of me in the same right, but. But at the same time, you know, just just being gone that much, you know, so it built um, animosity, dude, and, and, and they might not ever understand it. And, and we might not ever understand it. And we could yeah. probably could have been better about it. And they could probably understand it better. But it's this yeah. weird thing of like life and emotions. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I I just, you know, I look at those things and that's what I try to share with people. Um, I started a social media page when I retired and it was. I, I, would, I was doing, I would say for the last like six years, um, I've been doing a big event every year for a nonprofit and just trying to pay it forward. Um, I've had like Green Bay Foundation and, and other, um, you know, uh, nonprofits do some things for me, help me with my retirement, stuff like that. So, and I've seen what great foundations do for people. Um, so I just kind of wanted to pay that forward and just keep them going. I know that, you know, even if I only raise a couple hundred bucks, like it's more better than nothing you know so it's definitely um let me let so me stop, really, let me stop you for a second here and i like that mm-hmm. because because there's so i want to touch on this before we go further <clears throat> that is it's so true that the community likes to look at 
it, just a fact to that what you're saying is there's 100,000 different nonprofits in the veteran community, right? Everybody has an answer. Everybody has an idea. Mm-hmm. And the truth of it, we have to come down to the root of it. We have to get down to the foundation of the trauma, fix that first, and then they can go off and shoot a bow. They can go fucking chisel wood. They can go, right? Yep. Like, we're not fixing this trauma. We're trying to put Band-Aids all over it. And this is mm-hmm. the biggest problem we have, right? No one's getting down to the root of the answer. And there is an answer. It's proven answers, right? There's ways of healing trauma there's brain mapping there's there's hormones there's there's counseling there's all these things that people are avoiding because that's the uncomfortable topic right that's the uncomfortable thing to say yeah i'm going to counseling yeah i'm yeah Yeah. there's there's so many answers exposure therapy how many people don't want to do that like there's a lot of things whatever you think about it but yeah in the end of the day there is answers that for some reason our community is not taking because maybe it's just the uncomfortable conversation that I think maybe like kind of going back to you know rule number one always look cool like yeah I, I think maybe I think maybe I um, agree with that keep going you know like shoot shooting a bow and trying to and telling yourself that that's therapeutic and those things and it is but that that looks cool right like you know that that's a cool thing to talk to your friends about or you I love know that. make a sweet Instagram video but you know no one's no one's doing making sweet Instagram videos of them going to talk to the wizard you know <clears throat> yeah dude fucking. I've been focusing a lot and I'm going to put my camera back on, but I'm fixing the lighting because it's messing with trying to see you. And, uh, I feel good now. We'll get this figured out. Boom. But, um, this is going to change right now. You're in a spaceship. <laughs> ah, yeah. Mike is probably like, what is he doing? This is okay. See, this is the thing with my podcast. When it becomes work, it's not fun anymore. I just want it. To be, <laughs> you know what I mean? I just want it to be fun. Oh yeah, and so, but I'm gonna fix that light in a second. Um, and so, what what do you do in your events? Is it that you do that that what is? Tell me about that one. So, um, I basically just I really like endurance sports. Um, I think that you know obviously in special operations it's, it's a key uh, element. So it's very easy to kind of stay in shape and and do you know ultra marathons or, or something like that. So. Um, <clears throat> Basically, uh, what I've done the last uh, four years is there's a uh, it's the biggest backcountry ski race in North America. It's called the Grand Traverse. It's a 40 mile point to point race from Crested Butte to Aspen. Um, so what I've been doing is um, kind of showcasing because it's local to Colorado. We do Green Brace have a pretty good footprint. We're always out training at the ski resorts or out in the mountains. And I saw people doing it, you know, and I was like, well, this is something I want to showcase, like, you know, special forces guys that we can do this. So that's kind of how it started. And it was more like uh, an arm for me to do some fundraising. Um, and the first one I did was for, um, was for the Green Bay Foundation. Endurance dudes. That's like, like hundred mile kind of things or something. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of the races I've done, I've done, you know, I've, I've done a race where I ran from Denver to Breckenridge. That was 75 miles. Um, so just, I think like just showcase for me, I'm, I'm not an elite, elite athlete when it compares to, you know, sports specific, you know, these guys that are training for these type of events, but I think it showcases like just the mental fortitude and the physical ability of special operations guys in general. But, so that was kind of where I started with it. Yeah. And you're also sacrificing your, yourself for, for, to raise money, which is, you know, commendable and everyone's going to appreciate that. I think that's badass. Yeah. And I think it's a way, like for me personally, it, it kind of holds me accountable as well, where it's like, you know, I'm not just doing a fundraiser event to try to raise money. I'm also, 
um, training and, 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 you know, for my own, you know, uh, goals. And like I said, for me, when I, when I talk about, you know, all these things that, that keep me in a good headspace, a lot of that is chasing adventures and, and continuously doing hard shit, you know? Yeah. And that reminded me. So I wanted to talk about that real quick because I went into this page. I'm on, have you ever heard of the clubhouse app? Mm-mm. It's a new app where it's really just kind of like a live podcast space. I don't know. It's really like open mic conversations, but I got into mm-hmm. this philosophy one and I was talking to this guy who does philosophy and, and philosophical conversations and shit way too fucking smart for my brain. But the one thing he said that us as humans have an inadvertent uh, need necessity to solve problems. And I fucking related that to the veteran fucking issue right now. It's like, look in the military, we're solving problems daily dog. We're, yep. Here's the mission. Go fucking find a way to make it happen. Go get a fucking operation order together. Go fucking get your team together. Let's make a plan. Let's fucking execute. Once that's done, let's get another mission and living this life for it's, it's easy. Cause the, there's a, there's a, a, a mastermind behind giving us the problems that we need to solve, right? There's a, the hierarchy is like, here's the problem. Go mm-hmm. fix it. And so we, that side of our thinking process is gone. We don't need that anymore. We just do, we do, we do, which is very fucking easy in life is to just exist and do. Now we get out of the military and we don't have that, that, that there is no mission to solve or there isn't until you give yourself the -hmm. problem. Right. And so now I, and I, and I, and I just, when, when I heard this, like, fuck dude, I tell people like create new, create little missions for yourself. Right. But it wasn't the mission, right. It was actually, Create a problem to solve. Get your mind going. Get the juices flowing, man. Make, give yourself a challenge yeah. and fucking find a way to answer that shit. And once that's done, go fucking make another problem. And, and I think that's why we're also self-destructive. I think it's also why we, we destroy our lives to try and piece it back together because it's something to fucking do. And I think subconsciously we do this, right? Like, let me yeah. just fucking fuck it all up because for some reason it's easier to pull ourselves off the ground than fucking just stay on top, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's like, um, so my, my mother is um, Native American, and I grew up, you know, uh, in a very warrior culture. You know, I grew up in Montana. Uh, my mom used to have this saying where she said, today's a good day to die. And she said that's what the warriors would say. And she said it to us when we were kids, like all our lives, you know, and wow, getting, getting, in, getting into wrestling and martial arts. Like my mom was my cut man, you know, and like I'd be getting ready to go to tournaments and stuff. And my mom was like, today's a good day to die. And like, that's just how I, I treated everything. And when I look at, when I look at that saying, and I look at the guys I was around in special forces, um, that mentality is just rampant in that aggressiveness and yeah. going to what you're saying, like you're taking this mission, you're executing. And the saying that I've kind of come up with and what I think happens a lot of times in the veteran community is that um, war is easy, man. Like every day is Monday. Every day is a good day to die. Every day is Monday. I'm either lifting weights, eating good, rehearsing, prepping gear, building demo. Like everything is the same. Every day is Monday. It doesn't matter yep. if it's Saturday. I'm not paying bills. My wife's not telling me what to do. Yep. I'm not fucking messing with the kids. Everything is just super hyper-focused on this one task at hand. And, yep. it, and, it, and it doesn't matter. And then when you come home from that, it's like, your, your mind's going 100 miles an hour because you're receiving so much information and processing it because you're not necessarily worried about your own life. You're worried about the dudes next to you. So, and, yeah, and, if you're in a leader, and if you're in a leadership position, it's even compounded on that. Yeah, you're worried about so, everybody. Yeah. So then you come home, and now all of a sudden you have all these life problems. You got to pay bills. Like, you, oh, shit, it's, it's this month. I got to do this or whatever. So I think those type of things are also that something that we don't focus on in the veteran community. And we just wonder why guys are like, start going through it. And I'm like, 
dude, especially guys who had a really long career at exactly what you said, you know, just getting stuff from higher or, Hey, this is your battle space, make it happen. Yeah. So it, you're right. They're, they're not solving a problem. And then when they are, when they are, when they do have problems, it's a lot oftentimes it's problems that don't seem like, you know, the manly problems, like your kids or, Bro. you know, your, your wife, like yeah. it's all these problems I, where like, you're like, I don't know, I went, dude, that should I kill shit. Like, yeah. I went, I went through a divorce, dude. And I, and then <clears throat> my first divorce was, was tough, my first one. Cause I have two now. Right. And <laughs> I'm hoping not three. Uh, I, I, there was a lot of cool, growth. Man. I got I got four kids by four different women. Airborne Ranger life is sex and danger. So there, there you go, bro. You get it's it. All, it's, you it, get it, it happens, man. <laughs> so I remember uh, being inside of a grocery store, and I couldn't find the bag of little chips for my kids because I became a single dad, right? So the little bag of chips that goes in their fucking lunchbox, I couldn't find this motherfucker. And I'm in, I'm in a grocery store. I'm fucking bawling, bro. I finally broke because just hours before that, I'm trying to figure out how to pay the bills, and I don't even know where the fucking bills go. I don't know who to call. Yeah. I'm fucking falling behind because I didn't even know I had that bill, right? Like I never ran my own money because I was too busy doing war, 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 war. Mm -hmm. And then that got comfortable, and it kind of stayed that way, and I just continued to work, 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 and, and work, work 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 but sorry but that was a fucking weird thing where i had to learn how to be normal like the <laughs> average dude it's like uh i'm sorry i have to pay bills when on the first or the 15th or on the seventh uh why would you ever pay a bill on the seventh and it's like it right. fucked me up dude like the normal fucking conversation because it wasn't a thing i had to do so now it's like the whole day of figuring this shit out and then now i had to find a fucking bag of chips bro i fucking lost it now it's like i'm gonna fucking kill everybody if i don't find a bag of chips right now yeah <sighs> no i i think that's a that's a, a funny story that actually like ties so much of that into you know that ba that bag of chips you're like yeah like, yeah, it's fucking yeah. absurd. You know? This is the thing that just owned me, dude. This bag of chips is what just fucking broke me. I, I'm, I'm yeah. fucking of dudes in Iraq and Afghanistan. I'm fucking, you know, I'm living this life of fucking danger, and a bag of chips broke me, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I think that it's, it's uh, that that mentality where every day is Monday is just it's so compounding, and I think it's it's more than what guys, um, you know, can like really put a finger on or actually like talk about you know it's i think i think in my opinion that's where a lot of a lot of things happen with guys that's i did a i did a a youtube comedy thing and it was an improv and i and i said that same thing i said war's easy dude you only got to worry about getting shot in the face coming yeah. home is coming home is the hard part <laughs> and it was yeah, so honest and people were like fuck that's right i'm like yeah man war's easy as fuck the only thing i'm worried yeah. about is getting shot in the face and Really, you're going to war to get shot in the face. So fuck it, right? Here we go. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Home is yeah. a challenge. Shit, man. Yeah, so I'll, next time you do some kind of endurance race, I'll love the invite. I, I'm definitely not running fucking 75 anything, but I might be able to jog one mile with you at least in support and and, and support your nice. efforts and, and and help promote whatever nonprofit you're supporting yeah. at that time. I think I think the next thing um, that's on the plate, I've been approached by um, just some buddies from 10th Group. Um, we're gonna do. Um, I want to say the number's 40 because that's the percentile of special operations guys that commit suicide. Uh, we're going to do a, We're going to basically kind of do like the long walk. We're going to do 40 miles carrying 40 pounds to represent those numbers. 
and uh, do I'm some in. like awareness with with special operations guys. So if yeah. I can make it, dude, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's just basically just rucking forty miles, having a good time. Yeah, that's that's a good time. You know, might cramp up, might not. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm, down, right. I'm down to challenge it and then it turns into a it'll turn into a fucking stretcher carry and you guys carrying my fucking fat ass uh, yeah. <laughs> that'd be fun okay it's for it's for the community yeah exactly i'm down yeah. though seriously i'm down to be a part of anything like that you know i think that's awesome i think things like that are awesome it's it's not only a message for our community that that we're trying to find answers we're trying to mm -hmm. get guys but it's also uh, something for us as well to challenge ourselves to to, to create a problem and then try and solve it and so yeah. uh, I'm, I'm all about it man <clears throat> I, I love that hey i want to i want to dig into something real quick just because I, I i you probably don't know this but i study a lot of native american um uh native american culture uh, i've done yeah. sweat i've done sweat lodges uh i've talked cool. to shamans about multiple different things i'm actually um going to try and schedule uh, a cleanse with the frog the the frog uh, venom mm -hmm. the yeah yeah the toad yeah. the toad venom yeah so so yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it'll go into my bloodstream it'll it'll make me purge and and go through the with the shaman um is there something yeah, especially if you do the the if you're doing if you're dancing and you're fasting and you do all of it it's it's uh yeah it's a lot yeah so i have i have a buddy who who does the the is it sundance sun dancing is it called or uh, he goes to uh, the La oh, man, the La Lakota. He goes with the mm -hmm. Lakotas and he does the dancing and and he does the the the, the fasting. And it's man, it's become this interesting thing because, like you say, the warrior culture. And it's just, I think it's beautiful that your mother raised you that way. And I think it's mm -hmm. hardcore as fuck. And it's just a testament to the native culture who raises a warrior culture. You know, they also have ceremonies for when the warriors come back and cleanse them of their war, of mm -hmm. all their their war traumas, right? And it wouldn't even label it as trauma, but they're just their their war efforts. It cleanses them of every thing and mm -hmm. we don't we don't have a system like that ours is drink until you get mm -hmm. fucked up instead of an actual it's okay you're back and we appreciate you let's cleanse you of all your sins and let's go let's get ready for for life again so i've been really drawn into the native culture because of that you know and i'm actually working on getting some land in salt lake city and finding a shaman who can host those for me out there <laughs> And one of uh, one of the actors on the Mayans MC is, is really deep into this, and he's the one who got me involved early on. I went to a sweat lodge here in Southern California that was only with veterans, and it was a heavy, heavy, powerful uh, uh, sweat where the you know the, the the leader was a Vietnam veteran, and he he said his piece, and he did his prayers, and he played the drums, and. The, the heat was so intense in that motherfucker. You doubt life, right? You're like, okay, I'm melting mm -hmm. away and I want to quit, but you, you, you can't, right? It's this fucking yeah. thing. And I've done probably six or seven now and I want to continue to do these. And I was trying to explain it to some veterans and they're all willing to try it, but it has to be done in, with, in the respectful manner of respecting the culture, but as well as, as the ceremony. You know, guys, yeah. I invited one guy who tried to leave. I said, bro, you ain't getting out of this motherfucker, dog. Like, like <laughs> this is not how this works, yeah. bro. You you get through yeah. this. This is part of the suffering. It's part of the healing. Of Absolutely. And, it, and it's also, it's also you know, bringing, bringing you in and bringing you together and, and uh, sharing that. Because um, my mother is, by blood, she's muscular Apache, but she was adopted and raised a Cinnaboyne, which is um, like a band of the Sioux. They're from Canada and Montana. Um, and my dad... 
Um, you know, fast forward, you know, being married to my mom for, you know, 40 years, uh, my dad can go to powwows. He's like the only white man that like sets up teepees and like walks around normal and like no one says anything to him. Like he's, he's legit. He's an Indian. Like he, like other than the color of his skin, but, um, so those ceremonies and the way they look at that warrior culture, they're very accepting to soldiers in general because of the warrior culture. And And, and and, I think uh, it's healthy. I think it's absolutely healthy that that like so that's one thing that I think that's easy in our society is we we um you have this set of people and tends to be conservative more conservative leaning people that really take in the veteran community they they love soldiers they're they're very patriotic um I don't I don't necessarily think that you know people on the left are not that way but with what's going on in the media and society it's like we've changed where it's like you have to be right or left when I think most Americans are like down the middle and, and they're like, yeah, what? It's, it's weird. I have that problem being in Hollywood where there was an actress the other day and I don't get offended. I just kind of blow it off. Cause I think it, it becomes, it's, it's ignorant comments, but it's lack of education as well in the subject. Mm-hmm. But you know, she was like, I don't know why you would fight for, for this country. And it's like, I get what you're trying to say, but you're saying it yeah. really, really rude. Re- and yeah. in, in the sense, like the government might be corrupt in some spaces and, 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 <clears throat> and are we fighting a war that is justified all this, like uh, people want to pull all these little things into it. And, and for the guy who's the soldier, we don't think that like no. for me, I come from a lower middle class family who never would have been able to pay for college. Right. Hello. Yeah. Here, here I am. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I had no other opportunity besides the baseball scholarship that I granted myself that I also lost. So I need to give myself opportunity. And the military was that they don't realize it's a sacrifice we chose. And with one, serve your country. But two, you could if you make it out of this, it's this gamble. If you make it out of this war. Mm-hmm. Well, now you have some 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 benefits that can change your kids lives forever. Right. Forever. It's the gamble that we have to play for success. And yeah. they, they don't get that. So they make these comments and I'm like, ah, oh, OK, I, I, I'm luckily I'm not this angry veteran that's going to be like, ah, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> yeah. I just go, I just go, yeah. eh, you know, eh. I kind of did one of these yeah. like, eh, you know, you know, but in my head, it's like she doesn't get it. You know, no, she, she doesn't, doesn't get, get it. it, you know, because she is she was afforded a lifestyle that she could afford anything she ever wanted and never mm-hmm. had to feel like the pressure of like, well, if I want to get ahead in life, I need to do something to get my education. Right. Yeah. And, and people like that. And and just a lot of I, I found a lot of people that have viewpoints like that when they say they're traveled. It's like going to Europe isn't fucking travel. Like you want to go to the EU, you go into a fucking first world country. Like, no, if you've been to the places that we've been to and seen the things that we've seen, it's. It, it's it's you can't even explain it and you know just talk about like grooming little boys and pedophilia and just the crazy things you've seen and you know what goes on in these places where someone like that she's relating her experience in spain and her cool trips to iceland or whatever right. she's not they don't have anything to pull on from from they've never been to uganda or yeah. Afghanistan or crazy places so it's i think that has a lot of it you know to do with it but which makes it, I don't know. I, though, like you said, you just listen to them. You're like, yeah, it's not even worth arguing with. No, no it's because it would take a long time for they would have to live a life in our shoes to ever understand where we're coming from, and Absolutely. also coming from a place where where I'm not also so angry that I have to put you in your place. I've right. seen I've seen life. I, I have mm-hmm. empathy for everyone because I've seen death as well. 
And, and so life is so different, right? Like these people that are polarizing, I think haven't experienced life in that sense either. No. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like left or right. I don't care who you are. If you've seen life, there's this middle ground of empathy that is just like, oh man. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. You understand how precious it is. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Well, dude, we're going to wrap this up soon. Please tell me uh, any organizations you want to plug your own organizations, anything you yeah. have the time, man. It's yours. Awesome. Thank you. So, um, so the Grand Traverse this year, I'm doing it for Heroes and Horses. Um, really cool to me. Uh, it's kind of a hometown vibe. Uh, Mike Fink is uh, a you know former Navy SEAL, and they own a ranch right outside of my hometown in Montana. Um, so that's kind of how I linked up with those guys. And then just seeing, seeing testimonials, meeting some of the guys who've been through the program. And I think our conversation about um, veterans um, it's why I wanted to help, help out this program. And it was, you know, they're, they, it's a holistic way. They're, you know, they're doing PT, they're eating right. They're, they're doing something hard. They're, they're showing guys the way and the path. Um, so I really wanted to uh, jump on and, and do this fundraiser for those guys. So, um, have them hit me up. Yeah, I will. I'll, I'll, I'll shoot them an email and I'll yeah. call Micah and Boba. Um, yeah. And so I have, um, the links to donate on my Instagram. We also have a really cool t-shirt that I um, helped design with a, a Green Bay owned company called True Patriot. They're donating um, all the proceeds for the t-shirt as well as 15% of all their profits for the month of March is going to go to uh, Heroes and Horses as well. So. Uh, okay. I'm going to have to share that. I'll share that today because this won't come out for about three or four weeks. Mike knows, but still we'll, we'll get that. And then yeah, all those, all no those links, if hopefully it, continues because we'll put all those links on this as well when we load it yeah for sure and i mean the fundraising effort the, my race is march 28th uh starts at midnight on the 20 on the 28th uh, and that's that 40 mile backcountry race um i'll have some links in on my bio as well where they track you with gps and things like that so yeah i'll um, share it today on my stories and just make sure people follow you just try, yeah, awesome. try, try and get a little buzz behind that yeah thank you so much for that yeah and I'm just blessed, you know, anybody who ever wants to reach out or whatever, like want to go hunting with me and just, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, hit me up. We can talk about anything. Cool. I'm I'm the same, dude. I'm the same. I did the same. Um, Mike is just telling me we're going to try and put this out sooner just so we can get you the the most uh, output possible. So we're we're actually going from, yeah, we're going from four podcasts to six podcasts a month now, which has been blessing. We've been able to do really well. Um, Sorry about all the issues today, man. It was just oh, no it's like one thing after another. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> but, it's cool. I mean, I'm I'm gonna buy some uh, testosterone and ball shaver after this, anyway, <laughs> so it's cool, man. I'm support good. support the the the, <laughs> the sponsors. The homie, <laughs> all right, y'all. Well, hey, we appreciate you having you, brother Jeremiah. Seriously, it's been cool, man. I live in Salt Lake City full time. If you're ever in the area, let's link up, dude. I would oh, love yeah, to dude. get my fat ass running again. Uh, either way, bro, thank you so much for joining us on the Vinny Rock Podcast. Those of you listening, share, tag, tell your friends. We love you. I took the blows. I-